Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and star of all my children as Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Brent. Charlie Brent. Charlie Brent. And now. Yes. Yes, yes. Those were the days. That's when you cut your teeth, man. That was right there, right? Innocence. Doing soap yes. operas. You were innocent. Yeah. You didn't I was know. Like 19 years old when that started. And I got to tell you, some of the some of the stories you told me about your New York City adventures were wonderful. Oh, yeah. You see, yeah, it was an, not meant to be talked about here, but I will say that, you know, you had a good time <laughs> when you were there. I had a really good time. <laughs> you really did. I was uh, <laughs> young innocent it was old new york before it's become yes. what it is now yes. uh, it was much it felt like a much smaller city back then and, yes uh, it was yes just, it was great well it, let me finish the intro so okay. star of all my children is charlie brent mr robert duncan mcneil and of course your favorite eternal ensign garrett wong um we're here we are ready to go is that a new yeah. background would you what uh i think that? i used that before but you know what it, this is a new t-shirt Hey, Actually, now that I'm looking at what's right. happening. So here, here we go. I have old shirt and Robbie yes. has new shirt. I have a new one. So on the front, yeah. it says the Delta Flyers yeah, in yeah. cool block letters. Yeah. But on the back, I pulled the this back. over. Yeah, let's show on the, the back. back. So here you see. It's a Star Trek Chevron. It's the with... Star Trek Chevron with every title. Single episode of Every title. episode creating the Chevron. In order. From. In order from the pilot until the very last episode. Um, it's a very cool design. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe all of the episodes are on the back of the shirt and mm-hmm. the Delta Flyers logo. We've got it in regular crew neck. Yes. Unisex. And, and we, we have also ventured this. into yes. V-neck. We ventured into, into V-neck. V-neck. There's the V-neck. Yes. Which is kind of nice. And, and there are... Again, yeah. the back, that design back. is so cool to mm-hmm. me. It's like every mm-hmm. Star Trek fan, every Voyager fan needs to have this shirt because it's it's super cool. Well, typically, I, I don't really like V-necks so much, but we do get requests for them. I do mm-hmm. know that there's certain there's certain uh, individuals that prefer V-neck, and, and therefore we have V-neck now. So yeah. all you V-neckers out there, get your shirt. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some really cool merch in there. I was yesterday... We had some friends over yesterday and we were all having a little coffee, afternoon coffee. And I looked around and it was like, we were all drinking out of Delta Flyers mugs, like the Christmas <laughs> mug. And, uh, and uh, there's of coffee in that Nebula mug. And I was like, look at all this merch. We're using it. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be funny? At for, like some point in the future, there's not even a podcast anymore. It's just merch. It's just the Delta Flyer store. And it's all it's, we have are just extensive lines of everything. The Delta well, Flyer. I love our stuff. It's like, it's it's great for the fans because there's real story and character in all of it. Mm-hmm. Cool design like this one with all the, all mm-hmm. the titles. And mm-hmm. then there's also a sense of humor. Like I like some of our our mugs, the cartoon characters, mm-hmm. the the Christmas mug, like yeah. it's just fun to see uh, the Voyager characters with the and stories with some sense of humor in the merch. So agreed. And I've got my uh, resident alien camera team hat on today. Mm. 
This is season two camera team for Resident Alien. They made up some. I hats. like that. Is that a mm-hmm. is that a skeleton or a stick figure? Well, what is that up there? There's a brand Arcteryx. Okay. The brand Arcteryx is very popular with the yeah. film crews up there in Vancouver because it's cold and rainy. Oh, right. So this, this is, is a-, a spin on the Arcteryx logo, but I it's see. got an alien head on it instead. Oh. It's like the alien skeleton. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I love it. Not, again, sense of humor. I like yeah. stuff. Really so shall good. we tell our listeners where we can get our merch? Yes, of course we should. Okay. So that web address is the Delta Flyers. Dot org, O-R-G. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's cool. What, yeah, just click on shop, is, right? Yeah, you have to click, click on, on the shop, shop and then you'll see all our stuff. See all the merch. Um, a lot of stuff has sold out. They were limited editions. So uh, if you're curious, if you're interested at all, you should definitely check it out and don't hesitate because we don't um, make tons of all of these things. So yeah, you want to get it before it's sold out. Yeah. But okay. I think this shirt's cool. We hopefully uh, people will be grabbing this up because it'd be fun to see this around walking around cons and things like that. It's a mm-hmm. great shirt. Yep. Well, good. Um, how, you, how are you? I, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm actually, I've, I've seen a lot of these shirts recently because yes. uh, you've been luxuriating in your lovely new remodeled home in Utah, yes. but I have been in Los Angeles. I've been in Los Angeles and I've been going to all the away missions for the Voyager documentaries. So, That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I did, let's see. Uh, I did two Paramount uh, Studios tours in the. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, How was that? We, well, I'll tell you, I go up to the front gate and one of the guys that was there back when we were there is still at the front gate. Oh, so my God. I handed, I handed him my ID. He's like, Garrett. I'm like, oh, my God. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Um, but we did run into a little bit of a mishap because, uh, you know, Lolita and I met some fans and we started walking with those fans towards heart building. And we were showing them heart building and Cooper building where everything or all the writers yeah. were or the offices sure. were. And then we just sort of cut right. And we just started going, heading to the Northwest portion of the lot. And with the goal of, you know, rounding around stage 16 and then coming to eight and nine, that was our goal. But yeah. before we can get to stage 16, we realized there was one fan that was that we had missed that they had called in saying, Oh, I'm just coming on the lot now. So as we were heading back towards the front gate, we got stopped by security. And so the security guy goes like, uh, yeah, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh yeah, we're just kind of going around on a quick tour and everything. And he's like, well, I need you to stay right here. And he starts radioing in to his supervisor. Yes. So the day shift shift security supervisor comes over and he's aggro as, I mean, he's just like, no, no unauthorized tours of, of no private tours. Pre-pandemic, that'll be fine. But right now with pandemic, nothing is allowed. And on top of that, if you guys been taking photos, you can't take photos of any sets or anything live. And it, I mean, he was just, I might, I might wow. have checked all your phones. I mean, he got so in our face and, and we try to tell him we were with, you know, we, we got called, we have, we have drive-on passes through Dave Zapone, who is um, mm-hmm. uh, four, five, five films. And his office is on the Paramount studios lot. So he's the one that called the drive-ons for everybody, but he wasn't with us yet. He was in the office setting up the sizzle reel to show the, the fans that had, had uh, yeah, contributed to the, doing yeah. the tour. Yeah. Do the tour. And so this guy basically said, well, you cannot be unchaperoned. Whoever called the drive-on has to be with you at all times. And I said, so our plan is to go to the office first. He was like, nope. And then we're going to go to lunch. Nope. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? Leave the lot now. 
What? And I, oh yeah. Oh, totally. And then you, oh, you have to have a Paramount employee at which point Lolita said I was a Paramount employee. And I said also, yeah, 21 years ago, I also was a Paramount employee. I said that to the guy, he wasn't laughing. And he literally said, no, you need to, you need to be, uh, you need to leave immediately. All of you now. And then Lolita was like, hold on, I'm going to call. So she's calling Dave and she starts to walk away. And then the, the main security guy turns to the underling and says, follow her, follow her now. Make sure she oh doesn't go. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like, it was like counterpoint. The it episode probably counterpoint. was a quiet lot because everybody, nobody's going Dude, into the offices. There's, no, like there's nothing. Go, it, it is a ghost town. We walk yeah. past the Roddenberry building. There is no production office that has an office in the Roddenberry building. It's completely vacant. So yeah. pandemic killed everything like that. Yeah. That is almost a, you're right. It's like a ghost town. And it's like, we're not, what are we filming? What are we taking pictures of? There's nothing going on on this, on yeah. this lot. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? And so he was so aggro. So then, so then I was like, okay, we could either go toe to toe with this guy, you know, or I can try to sweet talk him, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, we, I'm, we didn't know what the, what was going on with these new policies. And, and, and he's like, who's, who's the person that called the drive on 455 films. He's like, who's that? I, they're, they're over the dryer building. It's for uh, the Voyager documentary. And, and I said, you know, I brought up the fact that, uh, yeah, we're just going to take him over to, to eight and nine, which is right by his office. And that's where, that's where LZ and Ed were. So I threw that out there. Right. And he right. goes like, yeah. Yeah, I go, you know, LZ, right? I go, how long have you been working here? It's like, well, I was here in 91. I said, okay, so then you definitely know everybody from Voyager, including probably myself, because I had sunglasses on, right? right? And then he was like, oh. So he took a little bit of a pause there, and I kept talking to him, kept talking to him, and slowly the ice caps started to melt. <laughs> <laughs> slowly but surely. And then Dave Sapone walks up, right? And he walks uh -huh. up like John Wayne. And he oh, goes, no. and the first thing he says is like, so I hear there's a problem here. And he says it with a very aggressive tone. And I was like, uh -oh. oh my God, are you going to ruin my 20 minutes of buttering this guy up? And you're totally going to, but then Dave, I look, I gave Dave a look and he looked back at me and he got the message. He's like, so what's going on officer? He's like, what's going on, you know, to the, the security right. guy. And right. he's like, well, you can't have them, you know, they have to be escorted. They have to be whatever, this and that. And Dave was like, I did, I thought I had cleared everything. And he's like, well, you have to have someone with the group at all times. And then because I had buttered him up and because Dave didn't stay aggressive and he backed off. Right. Guy, and then I said, I said, look, I said, is it possible that we now all go to Dave's office now that Dave's here to look at the scissor reel? And he's like, yeah, that's okay. And then after that, is it possible that we go to the commissary and have lunch with these fine folk who've been waiting around for a while? He goes like, yeah, I'll let you do that. Too. So I, he finally, oh by the end, but dude, I was sitting there going, I can't believe we're about to be booted off of the Paramount Studios lot. So that was, well, tour, was tour number one. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, they can be really, really sticklers, but we got yeah. by it, we, you know, and so Good. that was, yeah, but we also did tours to Santa Monica Pier, where we saw where you guys filmed uh, Future's mm -hmm. End, where I was so jealous that all of you got to go down <laughs> on the Santa Monica. That was Pier. fun. I was, was stuck, fun. Yeah, and I was stuck on the daggum ship. And then we went to uh, uh, the Japanese Gardens, where you guys filmed, oh, you didn't film that scene. No. Oh, yeah, I did. Did you? Well, I filmed uh, something at the Japanese Gardens. Uh, 
one of the first season oh, episodes. Okay, but not uh, the one with the species eight four seven two though. I no, guess it was something mm-hmm. else. But yeah, Japanese gardens in the valley. Um, we also went to Cal State Northridge. Uh, we went to the Getty Center. We went to I did oh Vasquez Rocks when it, that was awesome. Oh, I cool. have to say yeah because I said we should make we should have Rock Con an outdoor convention uh, sitting amongst the rocks at Vasquez rocks. We had so much fun. Oh yeah. It was amazing. I was um, absolutely just, it was the perfect temperature. It wasn't that it wasn't hot. It was breezy. And we had a good, good group of fans there. And we just had a great time sitting up in the rocks, joking around, talking and everything. So um, yeah, I had a wonderful, wonderful time on the away missions. So that's what I've been doing. But this week, what we are doing right now, we have digressed quite a bit so far. Um, We are uh, going to be watching the episode Dark Frontier parts one and two, which they didn't separate. This is interesting because they they kept everything together. Usually when we have two parters, we we um, they are you know, they're basically separate mm-hmm. and you have a to be continued, but this one's all, all one all together. So and was it aired that way? Was it originally aired that way? Or did, did they just do that in the reruns, put it uh, together? I, I don't know. That's a really, really good remember. question. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, someone has that answer. We'll figure I, I think some fan out. may as even we, have that answer. As we dive in. As we dive into it. Maybe we'll yeah. remember as we get we'll into see. it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So Robbie and I are going to go watch this episode. We will be right back with our recap and discussion of Dark Frontier parts one and two. All right, everyone, we are back from watching Dark Frontier parts one and two. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Wow. Woo. I I did not remember this episode, really. I mean, vaguely. I, yeah. But I definitely didn't remember like a movie length episode of our show i yes. didn't remember a two-parter no it was played as as no. one it was a lot it was and a lot. you know what this could have been a movie this could have been the, a voyager yeah. film quite easily and yeah. just in just the way the tone of this film and everything it just seemed very very grandiose and very yes. theatrical very movie-like yes. so absolutely all right with that being said let us begin yes. our normal way i'm going to start with my haiku of Dark Frontier Parts 1 and 2. Here we go. Plan to steal Borg Tech. Seven, coerced by the queen. Don't mess with Janeway. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Okay. good for a big movie. You got it. You got it. For two episodes crammed into one big episode. To get that uh, into a haiku. That's difficult. I got to say. Absolutely. Okay. All right. right. Let me hear this wonderful, wonderful limerick. Here we go with our limerick for Dark Frontier. Yeah. It goes a little something like this. Heading home, some Borg tech would be vital. The crew's mission feels quite suicidal. The Borg wants Seven to stay. But Janeway always gets her way. When it comes to Queen, Janeway holds the true title. Oh, yes. Very okay. good. Hey, we both use Borg Tech, oh, too, without I even know. consulting each other. Did I you know. notice that? I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. So yeah. very good job on the limerick. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I got I to gotta give uh, props to Rebecca on that one. Okay. I really do. <laughs> You're going to admit to it on this one? I okay. will give that was Rebecca. <laughs> I was completely stumped. I'm like, I don't know. This is so overwhelming. I don't know where to begin. I, I change a word or two just to try to, you know, be participate. Put your, to put your stamp but, on it. But I was like, 
I don't know where to start. I can already Lightning. just picture you going, honey, I don't, <laughs> I think you need to tackle this for me now. Help, Help me. Help. Help. Okay. Limerick. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Let's do so it. So this is a big, big episode. So I'm not going to go into Huge. all the actors credits this time. Okay. I'm just going to mention. So this was written by Brandon Braga and Joe Minoski. We know yeah. those guys very well. Yes. This was directed by two directors. The first half was directed by Cliff Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the second half by Terry Wendell, who was a relatively new director. And by the way, Cliff Bowl directing this time. This was his very last episode of our show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cliff was an old timer with Trek and with television. And I remember he was retiring. He, he, he basically went into retirement around on our, during our show. And wow. uh, so this was his last episode. Yeah. Oh man. And we didn't, ju- we didn't guess we were going to, you know, typically we no, try to guess yeah, I know. we didn't think were. about it. We were, and I, I could have had so a chance to throw out Cliff Ball. I could have thrown Cliff Ball. I know. It's his last one. Okay. Um, our guest stars. Susanna Thompson as the Borg Queen. Mm. So it's not Alice Krieg, who was no. established in the, the film. Yeah. It's Susanna Thompson, hmm. uh, who I thought did a great job. We have Seven of Nine's parents. Dad, playing Magnus Hansen, is Kirk Bailey. Okay. And playing Aaron Hansen is Laura Stepp. Okay. Uh, we have Naomi Wildman making a beautiful appearance in the episode. I loved mm-hmm. her scenes, yeah, as I always do. Scarlet yes. Palmer's, and then we have uh, as co-stars. We have Annika is played by Caitlin Peterson. Okay, young right. young Annika. Yeah, all right. Yeah, young Annika. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's it. That's that's our guest stars there. Okay, cool. great. Okay, so we open on a Borg ship. Yeah, and this is this is Borg POV. Is Borg POV? I love it. I made a note. Yeah, that the Borg POV is shot with. I think this was shot with a mesmerizer lens, which is kind of a. It's a trick lens that was very popular in the nineties. Okay, and nowadays is a bit dated. We actually tried to use that lens. One a director tried to use that lens on Resident Alien recently. Yeah, and it just felt dated we took it out because i was like oh nah, wow nah. look <laughs> at that so when i was looking at this i was like oh it's the mesmerizer <laughs> lens that's which was so cool in the 90s because it was kind of a it was uh it was trendy i guess yeah. you could say. that director wasn't cliff bowl's son was it that was <laughs> no <laughs> but for cliff for cliff bowl to use that lens was totally acceptable and and very modern in the yes. 90s. Yes. Whereas it's interesting to look at things now that become dated. You know, um, it doesn't seem like that long ago that we made our show, but it was 27 years ago. And All right. Well, then let me. Dated stuff, well, know? Robbie, let me ask you this then. If if a mesmerizer lens is considered dated now, how would you, as a modern day director, achieve the same effect? as what the mesmerizer lens was used for back then in the nineties. Um, probably you would film it without any treatment. You'd film it straight and you would dial in a more specific and unique and original kind of look in post-production. Okay. Because now in post those kind of visual effects enhancements are very common mm-hmm. and they were not back then. So right. doing it 
with that fan, you know, the trick lens mm -hmm. was a common thing back then because mm -hmm. you couldn't afford to do it all that in post. Okay. But, but now, now it's cost you, effective. It's cost it's more effective cost now. effective. Okay. Well, I, I don't know that it's more cost effective, but it's more desirable because then when you get into post, you can try a few different versions and, and dial in something that feels unique to your show instead okay. of, Oh, there's that lens that 150 other shows used last year. Gotcha. You know, um, that everybody has the same look. You can create something that's unique. That's a kind of mashup of different, different ideas. So gotcha. um, that's probably what you do now. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So we're walking down the hallways in the board. Ship, <laughs> walking down the halls. And they've detected Voyager. They've detected Voyager. Yes. There are 143 life forms. So once again, we get a head count on how many people yes. are, on, are on Voyager. Which is... I, can, I haven't tracked it, but I feel like it's very random. Like it's somewhere in the 130s, 140s, 150s, but it kind of moves around. I, I wonder if they were really keeping track of that number. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but uh, I also Wouldn't that be note, funny if they're a subproduction assistant and that was their job? It's like you well, must kind keep of the, track the of script the coordinator's life. job. Yeah. That might have been Lolita's job. She was Maybe. a script coordinator. She might've been, uh, they might've sent her, you know, a note saying, Hey, can you track the number of, you know, keep that information so that right. we make sure all the scripts are the same. It could have right. been the writer's assistant or yeah. the script coordinator, but probably not the writers. They usually on that kind of thing, right. just sort of guess in the ballpark and then have the, the detail cleaned up by your coordinator or your assistant. Yeah. Okay. They, tr they find us on, on their Borg monitor, which I right. thought was a goofy, it looked like a Captain Proton monitor. It, it kind of did. It wasn't as yeah. expensive as, as you would expect, no. but again, budgetary restraints, but really yeah. they're preparing for a simulation right now. And we see these Borg in the hallways. And I think what's unique about this uh, opening scene is that we never do see their POV this much, this long, no. you know, you see them kind of no. walking around, but then for them to see their readout of us, you know, and they're, yeah. and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to strong arm us. They're, they're trying to assist simulate us and then Janeway's playing hardball and oh we also see Keith we see um we see yes, we uh, Sue's uh, boyfriend well, Keith as one of yeah. the Borg and it's so funny because we know the we know them so well that we, we can know pick, them as, as we can pick them out yes but, we, on our show. but yeah. no matter how much junk you put on their face we still know who they oh, are absolutely. so yeah in a second split second oh there's Keith again yeah. so uh and once again um you know Janeway says she can match their firepower and mm -hmm. uh what's so cool is that a new strategy occurs we beam a photon torpedo aboard set on a timer to detonate and the entire vessel is destroyed um, now that vessel itself, I've never seen a Borg vessel of that shape. That looks like a Borg freighter maybe, or yeah, it was like a Borg shuttle or something or yeah, a freighter or something. Yeah, it was a weird shape. Mm -hmm. And when it blows up the whole thing, we come yeah. back to the bridge and we realize that the Janeway did not intend to blow up the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Chakotay brings it up. She goes, didn't yeah. we, uh, weren't we just supposed to disable that, uh, you know, uh, that, yeah. that vessel and, uh, Seven says that because the torpedo det detonated nearby the Borg power matrix, yeah. that caused a chain reaction and everybody and everything was destroyed. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't want to yeah. have that. Um, yeah. But Janeway does order a salvage operation. She says, look, you know, mm -hmm. and I love how she goes, I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel lucky today. So there's been a lucky. lot of, yeah, I mean, that... a lot of gambling, you know, uh, references uh -huh. throughout Voyager in this last stretch of uh, yes. episodes. Fort for Knox comes up. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. Money. 
money yes. uh, analogies come up a lot. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, we go to the cargo bay. There's debris yeah. everywhere. Janeway yeah. and Chakotay are looking at it. I thought this was going to be a flirty scene. Yeah, it really not, wasn't so much no. of a flirty scene. Yeah, we have eight no. kilotons of debris to sort through. We've got two power nodes. We've we've also plasma found dozen, conduit, pla- yeah, conduits. plasma conduits, or as like mm-hmm. I like to say, plasma conduits. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, Blana found a transwarp coil. And you know, Janeway says to Chakotay, "Look, we've added two years to our journey just to avoid the Borg." And at just at that moment, the Doctor arrives, very excited with a yes. servo armature from a medical repair air drone yes. uh, which has a laser scalpel a biomolecular scanner a micro suture it is the borg medical swiss army knife uh yes it is. that's what Silver. i wrote down basically a swiss, swiss army, army knife, knife for doctors <laughs> yeah uh, he's like a kid at christmas i wrote down yeah, he's he so is. excited he is so happy and uh yeah and balana and seven are trying to activate the transwarp coil but they just right. can't do it right and then Seven shows Janeway some data nodes that yeah. they found in the debris. Mm-hmm. And Seven says there's lots of information on this. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Chicote says something earlier, like, oh, you must be about to drop a bombshell. She's like, how do you know that? And he goes, well, because you're fiddling with your comm badge, and that's right. always a sign. I was like, I wrote down, I call bull. Yeah, he's never fidgeted with her. Like that's never happened. Yeah, that that's in my video reaction. I was like, as in never, as in never done that before, never ever. And and then she does it there for him to talk about, and then she does it at the end of the scene, but she never does it again in the episode. It was like a one scene bit. (laughs) Which is fine. I love a one scene bit. Just don't Uh, pretend like she does it all the time. Don't say. Oh, you always do that because yeah. she's never done it. Yeah. Anyway, the, the fans are smarter than that, guys. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna know. Everyone's yes. gonna know. That's not the exactly. right deal. All right. We go. We go to mess hall. There's Tom and Harry coming in, yes. celebrating. Uh, you know, this debris collection, defeating mm-hmm. the Borg. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating. Orders of, order some beer. From hey, the- yes, the beer was ordered, but it was Harry's idea to beam the photon torpedo uh, yeah, onto the right. Borg vessel. Yeah. I was very impressed. I was like, yeah. wow, good job, Harry. Good job, Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, Tom's basically like talking pretty loud. He talks about how it's awesome. They killed all these drones. And Seven <laughs> walks in and he's like, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean that. I, I yeah. sorry. But- well, he calls that he says drones are mindless automatons, yeah. right? So he says, sorry, but Seven quickly. She's you know, insulted. She's insulted and she she makes some really, really smirky kind of, you know, uh, snarky response to, yes. to Paris. And both Paris and Harry are, are, are pretty bummed out about that. They're yeah, like, I feel kind uh, of uh-oh. embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to Astrometrics and mm-hmm. Seven is uh, showing Tuvok and Janeway. They're the tracking tactical the, data. The right? tactical data yeah. from those nodes. nodes. Those, mm-hmm. those dr- the Borg nodes, they have all this information now so they can track these Borg ships That's right. and they see in the tracking of some of these ships that there is one Borg sphere that is damaged. Mm-hmm. Damaged by an ion storm, not by an attack, but it's sort yep. of limping back to Borg limping territory. Back. Yeah. And then gets an idea. We go to the mm-hmm. briefing room and she's telling the crew basically, <laughs> Hey, you know, usually we're defending ourselves from the Borg. Yeah. We're going to be the ones to attack this time. Yes. And she brings up this idea of Fort Knox. Yeah. And, and she, like, she, she hands it to you, Tommy yeah, boy. Like, Tom, come on, Tom. Tell him about, tell him about <laughs> Fort Knox. Translate for me. Right. And I wrote down, boy, does Tom know a lot about Fort Knox? <laughs> I like knew the, you know, structural 
you, you know, blueprint data you, information. No, the, yeah, you knew all that. You knew what? that the Ferengi tried breaking right. in 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. It would turn into a museum. You knew that when money went, you know, the way of the dodo bird and yeah. was no longer used. Yeah. I was waiting for you to, you to say, and that was the introduction of crypto was what actually started <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the move That's away funny. from uh, modern currencies to cryptocurrencies. Uh, but, but she you basically did not say says, that. yeah, she says like this, this uh, Borg sphere is like Fort Knox and we're going to break into yeah. it and steal their tech. Right. We could use this tech to yeah. help us get back. Right. And Chakotay says, well, we should run simulations on this. Like, this is going to be tough. Yeah. If we're going to attack them, we got to run simulations. So basically yeah. we leave that scene. We're going to go attack a Borg, a di- you know, a, a damaged Borg right. sphere. To steal a transwarp coil, a functioning yes. transwarp coil. And then my notes I wrote down, essentially, Dark Frontier Parts 1 and 2 is Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's is, Eleven. Yep. Which is funny. I don't know. What, this, this was ninety-eight or ninety-nine. We shot this. I bet yeah, you that this is Ocean's new. Eleven was. I bet you the writers just had they gone just to see Ocean it, right? Eleven <laughs> and then like, how can we put Ocean's Eleven in Delta Quadrant? Oh yeah, it's a I, get crew. <laughs> I totally. You I can, would bet. Can you see that money. conversation between Braga and totally. Minowski right there? Yeah, because that's how say, writers do it. They do it. Honestly, yeah. like, it enters their brain. Like, oh, what movies are, are you into right now? What yeah. shows? Okay, <laughs> how do we twist that around so it fits our show? Yeah, like, and that's totally what we steal yep. all the time. Yeah, we're in the captain's ready room now, we are. and. You know, Janeway says that uh, we can gain some information from Mm -hmm. uh, Seven's parents' research and log entries. Seven's pretty resistant in this conversation. She doesn't seem too, you know, jazzed about this whole mission, to be perfectly honest. Um, But Janeway, you know, basically says, okay, you know, well, if you don't want to do it, I'll assign Chakotay to review. And she goes, no, no, no. These are, you know, log entries of my parents. Uh, I, I have... I have the time. I will do it. I will take yep. care of this. So she agrees with it. I wrote, I wrote down here. I, I feel like it's a very risky and again, questionable Janeway call. Yeah, it really is to, to open up this trauma wound for yeah. seven mm-hmm. in such a critical, you know, plan. Like yeah. why have that yeah. per- who has no objective experience with this? You're going to mm-hmm. dump all this detailed history of her life. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like, I know she offered, you know, well, Chakotay can do it if you don't want to do it, but she should have actually encouraged, like, I'm telling you what I'm going to do, Seven. Yeah. I'm going to use your parents' journals that we found. Yeah. But we're going to have somebody else do it because I don't think it's smart for you to, like, to me, that would have been a, a more uh, better leadership kind of decision. But Yeah, because really, let's let's just break it down. I mean, her experience as a child, I'm sure, was traumatic being, Absolutely. you know. And so that type of PTSD is now going to be triggered by her being forced yes. to review yes. all these log entries. It's yes. like Janeway really didn't sit there and feel about, think about the mental uh, uh, toil or the, the mental, emotional, uh, yes, toil, yeah. the emotional toil, the emotional price, the mental price that seven or nine will have to pay to yeah. go through this, these logs and relive everything, which, yep. you know, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Yeah. But we go to uh, Cargo Bay now, and Neelix is joining Seven in her regeneration area. Yes. Um, He's bringing uh, boxes of notes and journals that he's organized. Mm -hmm. We learned that they were exobiologists. And uh, and I did, actually, after I watched this and was snooping around a little on the Mm -hmm. interwebs, I did see that Brannon or Joe or somebody had 
uh, referenced, what's her name that did all the gorilla studies? A Fosse? Oh, uh, God. Uh, what's her Jane, name? Jane. Jane. Um, I know what you're that saying. That lady that did all that. Yeah, yeah. Studying that they, they were inspired. They wanted her parents to be like that, like biologists oh. that are going into the wild. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and getting um, up close with the wildlife. So yeah, that's that's the uh, the yeah, that inspiration was their, between yeah, the hands for the Hansons. Jane, what is her name? Was it um, Jane Goodall? Goodall. Is that Goodall. right? That's okay. it, Jane Goodall. Nice. I got call. it. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, they wanted uh, like a Jane Goodall kind of couple, like you know, obsessed with Jane Goodall was obsessed with gorillas. Yes. and lived with them and yes. became one of them. And, yes. So I, th- and, I thought and let's that was gorillas are extremely analogy. dangerous animals. You yeah. can't, you know, you have to have your guard mm-hmm. up and they're very powerful, very strong. And mm-hmm. the Borg, again, very strong, powerful and dangerous. Yeah. So same yep. thing, same parallel. Yeah. I did like in this scene, Neelix says, you know, wow, I'm I'm really kind of jealous because you've got all this information about your yeah. childhood and yeah, all I have left is a photo of my sister. That's yeah, all because he notices, he notices Seven's, you know, just not enthused about this. And, and, you know, his, he puts it into perspective. He's like, look, all I have is a fading hollow image of my sister. I would give anything to have this much uh, content uh, of my family. So he's just trying to make her feel a little bit more, you know, excited Mm -hmm. about it, I guess, but she's still apprehensive. She's still apprehensive. Uh, Neelix leaves and she pulls one of those journals out of the middle of the box, just randomly pulls one out and we sort of dissolve into a flashback. A flashback. Now we're back at the Raven. We meet Magnus and Aaron Hansen. This is uh, right. Annika's... I think the scene that we see, uh, we we cut in on on a shot of the Bo- of, of the Borg cube, kind of flying around with Annika playing with it. That's the that's yes, the, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, she's playing with a toy. Right, and uh, we see that in, in space. It was a nice transition actually yes, it was very cool it was we have a uh, exterior shot of the uss raven and you hear a little bit of a log entry from magnus talking about how they they've been searching for weeks on end and they haven't found any trace of the borg yet uh then we have a cut to the raven bridge and magnus and aaron hansen are discussing whether or not to refuel right now and you know this is uh, i guess you know important um, you know, information that has to be discussed, but Annika cannot sleep. So she enters. So she comes in and uh, before Magnus can sort of, you know, tell Annika a bedtime story, Aaron detects quantum waves nearby. The a trans warp conduit is detected. Gold. Yes. They have struck gold. The board just when they're there. about to give up and they've broken all these yeah. rules. They've gone yeah. into Romulan space. They've yeah. done, they really push the limits and have yes. come up empty-handed. Yes. Now they detect some. They Borg. found it. They found yep. it. And the Borg detects them. The Borg scans them, but does not engage, which yep. then sort of uh, enforces his his theory that unless you pose a threat, they're not going to mm-hmm. uh, engage you. And not only a threat, but if you impose a t- if you if you present yourself as a target that is worthwhile for the board mm-hmm. to assimilate, they will also engage you. But if you're, if you're kind of just, you know, off to the side being a wallflower, you're okay. I yeah. guess. So. Yeah. At this point, the Borg aren't coming after them to assimilate them yet. Correct. Um, as long as they're not a threat. So they follow from a distance and right. And then we hear Chicote kind of pull us out of this flashback. That's He's right. calling seven to the bridge, to the bridge mm-hmm. and she comes out of it, heads to the bridge. We go up to the bridge yeah. and now we and Voyager have, have uh, caught up to the sphere. It's right. on screen. It is damaged. Damaged. 
And we uh, are, and my note is we are now paralleling the USS Raven. We are yeah. also keeping our distance from the Borg ten, vessel. 10 million kilometers, kilometers away. That's yes, yes. what Paris says. Yeah. Uh, Seven enters and gets very emotional when she sees this mm-hmm, sphere. Mm-hmm. Janeway uh, asks Seven to analyze the sphere. And she says, well, they have about 72 hours before they have transport capabilities. So yeah. that is our time period. We need to have our Fort Knox heist Ready to go. We had 72 and, hours yeah. to figure out our Ocean's Eleven heist. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now we cut to what we think are, is on the sphere. We feel like we've jumped into yeah. uh, the, the hallway. The cube interior. What we're going to realize right? is this is, a, this is a simulation, but we don't know right. that right now. We That's think correct. we're in in the real thing that we've yeah. jumped into their heist. Uh, Janeway, yeah. Seven of Nine, Tuvok, and Harry yeah. are the away team, and they're walking yeah. down a corridor. Yeah, they're armed with phaser rifles and right. they seem to be like they know where they're going. They've got this plan. It's very Ocean's Eleven. It's very choreographed. The yes. music, the 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 blocking. And to me, I just wrote down this is this is feature film right here. This whole bit, yeah. this scene. Yeah, right it was here. very cool. Chicote chimes in uh, from the Voyager Bridge saying, hey, team. You're six seconds behind. Six seconds. Now, yes. Yeah. You're like thinking, oh my gosh, they're they're gonna be in trouble. They're gonna be in trouble. Tuvok and Harry set charges. Um, I just I just really like how the scenes were shot again. Once again, it's yeah. like a feature. Um, yeah. and then we are beamed out, but the Borg unfortunately have also tapped into the transporter beam and they beam onto the bridge and Chicote says, you know, stop simulation. And that's when we realize this is not the real deal. This is actually on the holodeck that we're, um, yeah. you know, performing yeah. this. So by the way, when we cut to the bridge and Chicote saying you got six seconds and stuff, and then there's yeah. a shot where it's on Chicote sitting in the captain's chair. And then all of a sudden Tom Paris slides into a close. Oh yeah. I like that one too. That yeah. was a cool move. I was like, it let me was. see that again. I rewound it. I was like, that's a cool entrance. Yes. I don't know if that was my idea or Cliff Bold, but it was just like, Zhoom. I, I, I like it because it, it yeah. continued the same sort of very precise feature and blocking kind of, and yeah. featurey move movement and action that the uh, the prior scene set up. So yeah. it continued on the bridge with you swinging into action. Yeah. You never swing into action. You're always already there. So Mar- that, yeah. I, I noticed that too. I didn't write That's the note. That's funny. Thank you. It was, for it was funny. Up. Yeah. But anyway, the simulation ends with the, the drones beaming on. We were, That's um, right. And uh, uh, we, we come realized... to the transporter room, right? So uh-huh. we're in the transporter room and the team is now discussing how to improve the time on the heist, how to improve the heist plan. Seven mentions that her parents were able to remain inside a Borg cube for, for hours, hours on end yeah. without detection. And, you know, the question is, well, how do they do that? And she's, well, I'm not sure yeah. yet. I got to keep, you know, looking into mm-hmm. their notes. Janeway's like, even if we can just shave a few seconds off. Yeah, that's all we like, need. That's, that's all we need. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. really close. Mm-hmm. So we go into the hall. Yeah. And Janeway it's seven Janeway and Seven talk. walking. And I yeah. made a note in all yeah. caps here. What'd you write? Uh, this entire scene is looped. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me explain. As, as, as all of our scenes were looped. We've talked about I, looping before, but I realized Rebecca <laughs> asked, like, have you ever explained what looping is? I'm going to, I want to oh. explain it. Let's say there's 25 lines in the scene that you're walking down the hall with somebody. Right. And you've got 12 lines and they've got 13 lines or whatever right. it is. You have to do one line at a time. Mm-hmm. You're standing in this recording booth. There's a big screen in front of you. You got headphones on like this. Yep. And they play one line at a time and they let you listen to the production track, what you Correct. did on the day. Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, get ready. And they roll it back a couple lines. And when it gets close to that one line, yeah. you'll hear a beep, 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 beep. And then 
And then that last silent beep. Oh, yeah. The fourth one is silent. That's right. The fourth one is silence. Beep, 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 silence. And where that silence, that fourth beep should be, is where you start to say. Your dialogue. Your dialogue. If the line is seven, you did great. Then it'll go beep, 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 seven. You did great. Like that. Yeah. And you do that over and over for one line and then you move on to the next line. So if you've got 12 lines or 20 lines or whatever it is, it could take a while. Yeah. And if you're walking, you know, in the scene, you're not walking on the ADR stage. So it's Mm -hmm. a different quality. I just don't, I hate loop scenes. If you can avoid it, it's great. This entire scene was looped. And I I agree because the looping for us, for all the listeners out there, the looping happens way after we've actually done principal photography. So we're so not even in the, the mindset of what we were doing that day no. on, at work when we we're totally focused. And so to really get the exact same feeling and, and pacing and, and urgency and whatever you need is so difficult when you're looping, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so sometimes you might be watching a TV show and you're, you're wondering, oh my gosh, did the actor just check out on that line? No, that was probably looped. They were probably yeah. so focused on the day of filming, but when yeah. they went back to loop a month later, they're sitting there going, uh, okay, I just had a, uh, what am but I Sometimes you'll lunch, loop you know? like two or three episodes in one session. Yes, you they'll may... give you multiple episodes and now your head's like... even more confused. Yeah, like, you're, huh? you're doing you know, yeah. five scenes from one episode and three scenes from another and six right. scenes from another. And you're like, right. okay, wait, where, what is the scene? What's yeah. the story again? Yeah. So anyway, I made a big note there of like that hallway scene was looped. Yeah. Meh, meh. It was meh. not great. Yeah, and also Robbie, this is the first time I ever looped, right? So this is my first big job. Oh, I didn't yeah. loop on any other job. Uh, I didn't do any voiceover. And I remember going in and that first session was a nightmare for me because I kept... On the boop, 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 I kept jumping it by a millisecond. I would jump or I would be late by a little millisecond. It's almost like I would like to have seen a visual cue for the begin. You know what I'm saying? If I saw a a physical green light that went on in the little booth that I was in, that would help me because you pretty much on the fourth where the beep would be is when you would begins, but it's yeah. silent. So that kind of throws yeah. you a little bit. It's, it's hard not, to, yeah, it's not easy to it's do. Not easy. So for all of you who are up and coming actors who end up being on a TV show or a film, just realize the first time you do looping, it's not going to be the easiest thing, but the more you practice, the better you will get. And it will become like second nature. Now we have a space shot for a minute and then yeah. we come uh, for but, some but, time but, but, passing. But before we jump into that, we, we, yeah. we didn't talk about the purpose of that scene though. The purpose of that corridor scene during that walk and talk yes is to show that Janeway is concerned that seven may not be up to the mission yeah the simulation upset her yes seven's like no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i want to do this so then we go to the space shot back to cargo bay yeah um and seven is preparing to read another batch of her parents' logs right. and the doors open and it's Naomi Wildman. Oh, little Scarlet Palmers. Love Scarlet Palmers. Mm-hmm. And Naomi can't sleep. She had a nightmare. She was going to be assimilated. Yeah. She's super scared. She's she wants like, to hang out with seven. I yeah. want to know what it's like. Like I have this nightmare seven. I want to know what it, what's it like? And seven yeah. says, 
you will terminate this line of questioning. <laughs> but then she keeps, but did you notice keeps, all the questions that she's asking turn into the same questions that Annika was asking her dad in the yep. flashback. So that's when you start getting a little hint of, wait, something's a little something's off, off here. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's getting Twilight zone It's getting Twilight zone And sure enough, when uh, you know she tells Naomi to return to her quarters and Naomi says, resistance is futile and a Borg little implant Borg sprouts implants. on her cheek right sprouts. there. It was and really well done. It well, was so, well it was done like and shocking. Movie. Yes, it yes. was like, oh my God, she's a Borg oh, drone yeah. as well. Um, and then now Seven looks around, the cargo base starts to fill up with Borg drones. They're everywhere. Yeah. Seven thinks it's a dream and uh, mm-hmm. and she can hear the queen's voice and, and the queen is like, this isn't a dream. I've accessed your neural transceiver. Um, Voyager will be spared if you rejoin the collective so in essence she's saying that this mission will fail we already know what you're planning we know what you're going to do but if you want to say voyager just come back to us yeah and she's like why me she says to her why do you want me yes and the queen says because you are unique unique you're unique Mm -hmm. and then there's kind of a like like she wakes up from this dream or this communication that's happening yes yes and she looks around and it's just debris there are no drones there and there's this cool crane shot which i made a note we didn't use cranes often on our show it was not a common tool Mm -hmm. and i do remember sometime around this at this point the atlanta olympics they had bought for the atlanta olympics which were 96 Summer Olympics of 96, they bought a ton of these European cranes, wow. camera cranes to do things oh, like the okay. rowing and the swimming and all that. Oh, okay. And then um, when the Olympics were over, whoever, you know, produced the Olympics had all these cranes, like literally a few hundred of these cranes. Oh my goodness. And I remember uh, Doug Knapp and Marvin Rush and Billy Peets and some of our crew went and bought a couple of these cranes. I remember this. Yes, 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 yes. They actually went on a road trip to buy the cranes. They went and bought these cranes and Doug Knapp had this thing called hot gears where you could put the camera on one of those Olympic cranes and remotely operate the camera. Yes, yes, yes. So they were like, we're going to buy a couple of these and we're going to rent them out. We're going to, and all of a sudden, when I saw this shot, it just reminded me of the, the Olympic cranes. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we started using cranes all the time. Of course. I was like, why are we using a crane on the bridge? Well, the reason we use a crane, (laughs) you know, Marvin would say, well, so we can get the camera across and movement and blah, blah, blah. I was like, but we didn't do that for like years. And now all of a sudden we're using these cranes. It's because they were making money. They were well, renting yeah. Well, they had. But the first of all, show. they had to. They had to offset the price of what they paid for it by uh-huh. renting it out. So this is the. This is the reason. Oh yeah. So they were like. <laughs> all of a sudden, they were like, "We need a crane for that scene. We need a crane for that scene too. Got to have a crane." And when I saw that shot, it just reminded me of the Olympic cranes. Anyway, that is so funny. Bar. Good call. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a flashback and uh, the Raven is following the Borg cube for th- mm-hmm. probably three months at this point. And mm-hmm. then the cube itself enters. We the find out by the way, they've, they've followed this Borg cube for months yes. traveling in its wake. Yes. And they have ended up in the Delta quad. Well, that's because they enter the transwarp because the cube enters a transwarp yes. conduit and the Raven just follows it. Right. In the, and that, yeah. Yes. And that causes them to go into the Delta quadrant. So. But they're in the Delta quadrant. They're like, in the Delta quadrant. That's, that's a big huge. deal. And yeah. they're not even like worried about it. Did you notice that? They're like, and now, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're, now we're in the Delta. When we quadrant. were in the Delta Quadrant, it was yeah. a two-hour pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. It was a big deal. 
when they went to the Delta Quadrant, no. they're like, yeah, it's, we sort of rode the wake of the board, and when, here we are in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, there's no fear. There's no, it's uh-uh. like, hey, we're scientists. We'll figure it out. So, And I, Magnus I, is, yeah, he's on board now. He's yeah. developed. He's got this eyepiece, this yeah, cool he's got eyepiece. It looks eyepiece. like something Janet Jackson would wear in a concert or something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he has a t- piece of tech called the bio dampener. So bio the bio dampener, dampener is what mm-hmm. essentially keeps him um, safe and camouflage from the, uh, the from the drones, and he can now observe the drones and uh, and see what they're doing and uh-huh. just kind of track them and and like a scientist, sort of really tracking um uh, life forms this is what he's doing with and he's talking he's on the ship and he's talking to aaron back on the raven yeah and he's and and aaron says oh how's junior yeah they have names for all the <laughs> drones like, which is <laughs> they've named them great and, yeah and then he's goes oh junior's but fine but that's what jane goodall did jane goodall what, named all her that's gorillas, what i'm saying so I'm gonna... that's a yep <laughs> so you gotta uh, name the, so, the drones like junior's fine and then yeah. all of a sudden a couple other board drones come over yeah. Needle fingers and who else? Yeah, needle like, fingers and Bill. And I was like, and Bill? Bill? <laughs> yeah, Why no, Bill? Like, I, like Junior's funny. Needle fingers is cool. <laughs> and Bill? Bill? <laughs> That's the best you can do. Um, uh, but he says uh, they, I think they they've should kind of deactivated Bob. him. Yeah, yeah. Bob. <laughs> we had plenty of Bobs on the show. Yeah, we did. We did. Aaron says, what are they doing to Junior? And uh, he says... He thinks they're making repairs to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he realizes, nope, they're deactivating this drone and dismantling him. And uh, and then all of a sudden, Magnus sort of fritzes a little bit. And we realize yeah. his bio dampener is losing power. He needs to get out of there. He needs That's to go back right. to the Raven. That um, is right. And we transition to sick uh, the sick bay and the science lab yep. off sick bay. Seven is showing designs for these bio dampeners to Tuvok and the doctor. Mm-hmm. And she found these designs in her parents' logs and explains that these devices uh, should solve their timing problem that, you know, they don't yep. need to get this so fast because right. they'll be camouflaged. They can have That's more right. time. So Tuvok um, asked the doctor, Tuvok asked yeah. the doctor to replicate four of them for the team. Yep. And at this point, doctor, the doctor tells Seven not to think of all these log entries that she's looking at as a research project, but as an exploration of how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And this is a trigger for seven and seven says she's her parents. Yeah. Her parents underestimated the, the Borg and it, because of their arrogance, this is the reason why I was raised Borg. by the Borg and yeah. I'm out of here, uncle doctor and leaves. She's so really triggered. She's, we got yeah. in the hall and she's kind of freaking out. Very emotional. She handheld yeah. shot. And I made a note here. This has got to be Marvin handheld with the yep. camera. Yeah. Because he loved doing these shots where he could sort of dance with the actors. And I got to say, Marvin Rush, he was almost like an actor with us sometimes because mm-hmm. he would feel the emotion of mm-hmm. these moments and sort mm-hmm. of find the shot if it was yeah. pushing in or, yeah. or twisting the camera a little yeah. or you know, whipping to see what you're looking at and then back mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. He was very emotionally tied to the scene, Marvin. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I felt that in the shot. It yeah. Really yeah. But, you know, it's it's a unique scene because typically Seven is very composed. But mm-hmm. with this little panic attack she's having, she actually has to find a little nook away from other yeah, she crying hides eyes. Yeah, hides to go through the panic attack, which, yep. you know, uh, again, you don't see that scene with Seven yep. very often. We have a captain's log supplemental. She says, Janeway says, Operation Fort Knox is ready to proceed at 0600 hours. We are in the captain's ready room after this captain's log. And 
seven is being offered coffee by Janeway. Janeway, and she refuses. And Janeway says, well, you know, it can keep you sharp. And Janeway (laughs) tells uh, seven, unfortunately, she must reassign seven to the bridge. Balana will take her place. And Janeway says, uh, seven is just preoccupied and agitated. Everyone's noticing this. Mm -hmm. And seven says, no, absolutely not. I must join the away team. You will fail without me. Yes, you will fail without me. Voyager is my collective now. Right. But they go through a couple rounds before she actually says that. Because seven's basically, I must join. Janeway says, I'm standing firm. And then seven says something and Janeway says, no, I can't. And then finally, if I'm not on the mission, it will fail. Voyager is my collective. And that Mm -hmm. is what pulls Janeway to her side she's like okay your reasoning your argument yeah. i'll i'll buy it but she's also her her spidey senses are tingling she's like something's off here i you yeah. can tell she's already playing it that way and she does say at the end of the scene hmm. i'm really glad that you're a part of voyager yes she does i'm really glad yeah. you're here and it was yeah. it was a night i made a note here this yeah. scene was blocked and and photographed and composed really elegantly yes. this was a great master class in directing a two-hander with some good movement mm-hmm. and it was it was really wonderful wonderfully directed and wonderfully acted i like that scene a good lot. job cliff ball yes yeah, um borg sphere interior uh, a vessel was detected and they detect yeah they a detect a shuttle with three and, life signs yeah three life signs on the shuttle we cut to the bridge and we realize oh this is part of their oceans 11 plan yeah. there's nobody on there it's Those an are unmanned fake, shuttle fake bio readings yeah. It's an unmanned shuttle. It's bait. It's, it's basically bait, bait. But, but they're not no- taking it. No, but my note is yet another shuttle. We're just throwing out, throwing it away. <laughs> just because we keep going through shuttles. Because we have the Delta Flyer now. I we get don't need it. Those stinking but shuttles. you know, <laughs> we don't need those stinking old shuttles. All right, we that's got the fine. flyer. We have the flyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they're not taking the bait, like you said. Yeah. Uh, we're over in the transporter room where we see uh, the team is ready to go. They're ready to Harry, go. And Harry says, look, well, if they're not taking the bait, just fire a phaser shot across their bow. Seven says, you know, they're going to perceive that as a threat and then the shuttle will be destroyed and that's going to destroy the whole game plan. plan. And Jane yep. thinks very quickly on her feet and she says, mm-hmm. increase the energy output of the shuttle's warp profile to present a more inviting target. And it works. A yep. tractor pulse is engaged by the Borg vessel and, and as they the prepare sh- yes. to assimilate this right. shuttle and as the shuttle is being pulled into the Borg vessel they drop their shields for a split second that's all the team needs to beam in and that's mm-hmm. how we get in so mm-hmm. cool plan so far yep. right yep. so we're back in the sphere yep there's more hallway shots more hallway walking and I I made a note here I'm like this is exactly the same shots <laughs> from the earlier scene I was like that's clever, sneaky it, producing. It, they basically wrote the same scene in two times. So you shoot it once, basically shoot it once and use it twice. And you're getting double the screen time for the same money. You're yeah. getting 50% I, off. I get it. I made the same note, but I also made the note. I don't like the reusing of the footage. I, yeah. I would rather have new footage. I'm sorry. You know, I, well, there I was rather, some new footage. Because, a little bit, but still. But it was a lot of the same You saw the same bits. blocking too. Exactly. exactly that, there's that one same. shot where Janeway kind of pulls the thing that whatever she's holding, she puts down on it. She, she flips it down. And she's not holding it as a, mm-hmm. as a phaser rifle weapon, but she kind of moves it off of her arm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it just matched exactly to what we saw in that exactly uh, holodeck simulation yeah so 
that bummed me out. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, the differences are seven hears the queen, and then she gets startled when Janeway asks if she's okay. So that's new, that's added, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the charges being detonate, detonated, being placed, those are exactly the same. Harry squatted down the exact same way, opened up that little little suitcase the same way, you know. So a lot right. of the same stuff. Um, the shields are down and the coil is beamed aboard because once the charges detonate, that sort of knocked the shields out. Mm-hmm. The the transwarp coil is beamed aboard. Seven hears the queen again. And that's when she turns to Jane and says... I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I'm staying here. What? Collective. Yeah. I was like, what? And then Janeway, Janeway draws her weapon on her Seven. And weapon like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, she's you're coming stun. with me. She was probably going to stun her or something. And or... then what? Piggyback her out? What, what I don't gonna... know. Okay. I said, so I she... thought, thought the same thing. <laughs> what are you she draws do? a rifle. Yeah. But uh, that's when a force field comes up. A Borg force field comes up mm-hmm. between the two of them. And, and Janeway, Janeway says, you're coming. And Seven says, no. Janeway goes, you're still coming. And Janeway says, uh, Seven says, look, if you stay, you you will be assimilated. You got to go. So Janeway yep. leaves. Very and we cut over to Tuvok and Harry. Also, at the same time, they yeah. run into some Borg. Yeah. And they realize the Borg can see them now. So this uh, right. these bio shields or whatever, bio dampeners yeah. are not working anymore. Nope. And they can be seen. Yep. Uh, we got to get out of here on the beam up. I did try to play my shock of like, where the heck seven, you know, the best mm-hmm. that I could. Oh, yeah. Cause I felt For sure that played. I felt no one else was playing that. I felt no one else, meaning basically Tuvok, but then Tuvok's Vulcan. So he doesn't really have much he doesn't of really, yeah, No. He doesn't. So I was the only person to sell that, you know, on the, in that uh-huh. shot of like, what? Where the, hey, we're seven. And I only had like 0.2 seconds to do it in. So yeah. I, I tried yeah. my best. Uh, it was so, good. I okay. think that played. All right. So if it played, it played. That's good. I think that played great. Right. Now we're on the bridge mm-hmm. and Janeway tells them, follow that Borg ship. Pursue it. Uh, target yeah. their propulsion, she says, but the yeah. Borg goes to transwarp. Yeah. Um, we miss bef- it. We miss it. And we've got this cool space shot of it coming out of transwarp. And we reveal this Borg city I, it, it was it, the most so massive cool. borg complex in space yes, or borg I space city. later they call yeah. it a borg complex, complex but at this point yeah. i was like that's a borg city yeah it was it was a it was giant cool. cube all kinds mm-hmm. of things it was like the international space station on yeah. steroids <laughs> like it was it was enormous all these things the connected. iss on steroids yes. thank you that's yes, a great was, analogy okay it was insane yeah it was it was, cool. it was and the sphere actually enters into a cube Right. So that's mm-hmm. where it goes to. I'm assuming this is the cube that the Borg Queen is in. This is what's yes. going on here. Now and we're in the cube interior. And yes, seven we're in the cube interior. Yeah. She approaches the chamber. Mm-hmm. Very cool set. I love the yeah. lights, the kind of rock and roll lights that were going on in there. Yeah. And a cool, super cool sequence of the Borg Queen getting assembled and put attached together. to her body. Yeah. yeah. Um, which we see also in First Contact, the uh, feature film mm-hmm. with TNG cast, the same type of assembling of the Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. And so then the Borg Queen walks out and I just thought, wow, I don't even know if that was in the script, but that actress just touched Seven of Nine's face. She did. She and, caressed and, her face. She's caressing her face. I'm like, and what she is says, going welcome on? Home. Welcome home. Yes. Yeah. Welcome yeah. home. And I did my notice. She did a good job. I mean, both Alice Krieg and this actress both did a good job in, uh, you know, acting as the board queen. Uh, yeah. And I think something I think something happened where Alice was not available. That's what I recall. I think that so, she too. Was, I think they, wanted, they wanted to get her, Alice and then she was working her, on something so else. Like, OK, yeah. we'll, All right. we'll 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 find someone else. Yeah, someone else. And yeah. I, but I thought um, 
She did I a good job. I thought she was great. I thought, I thought Susanna Thompson was phenomenal. She was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And and Susanna Thompson did had done a couple of roles on TNG. She was on DS9. Isn't like, that she's the name of deep... the gal from the Bangles, the, the band? Susanna, Susanna Thompson. Oh, it's Hoffs. Okay, sorry. Hoffs. All right. I think so. Right. Yeah. Susanna Hoffs as the Borg Queen would be different, <laughs> a different Borg Queen. Uh, the, we're back in the Cube interior after a commercial mm-hmm. break, a little bit of time passage. And she, the Borg Queen basically says, you know, you have changed to Seven of Nine, but at the core... You are still mine. And then Seven has some little smirky, snarky comment when she's like, well, you guys have changed too. I accepted. I expected to be assimilated immediately. Uh, and then uh, she says something really snarky and the board queen says, and now you have a sense of humor. And it's just like, whoa, look at this dialogue here. And, and uh, by, the, by the way, I made a note here in this scene where she's assembled, put together and she yeah. says, welcome home. And then yeah. we go to commercial, come back. Yeah, That is exactly the spot where if it were one episode, you would have ended. So uh, yes, okay. this assembly and welcome home. And then the continuation was directed right. by two different directors, Correct. probably on the same day, honestly. You think they so? Probably had, yeah, because they're not going to put Susanna in that makeup on different days. They're yeah. going to, they're going to have the directors work on the same day. If she's going in that big gotcha. makeup. Okay. And um, I did read when I was on the interwebs after yes. I watched this, yeah. that, the writer said, I think Brandon said, Cliff Bowl was the one that pushed for getting some, getting, if this was going to be two episodes with a cliffhanger, he was like, you've got to show the board queen before the end of my episode. And oh, he, fought, he, he fought, fought for that. For putting that portion in his section so that he could, if it ever was shown as two episodes. Right. That that he would at least have that cliffhanger of yes. oh my god it's the queen okay so I thought that's kind of yeah. cool that he sort of fought for give me that introduction mm-hmm. of the queen and then and then the part two will continue what she does mm-hmm. um, very cool yeah she then orders seven to regenerate so mm-hmm. that she can order her thoughts during the regeneration because seven is clearly quite conflicted right now yeah and we jump to a scene in engineering where torres tells janeway that she was having trouble modulating the coil to the warp field but she says she had inspiration in the morning and that the key is to adapt our systems to theirs so she figured that she read some of seven's personal logs and was inspired to do make this adjustment and janeway gets pissed off at her yeah Janeway was very defensive of seven, which is not common. Usually, exactly. Usually exactly. Janeway's exhausted by seven and critical right. of seven. And, yeah. But this time she's like, Bolana, you messed up. Don't yeah, read her You messed up. But then, you know, but Torres has a valid point too. Torres is sitting there going, okay, um, she's not even here anymore. It's like yeah. she's gone. <laughs> it's like you are you really gonna argue for someone who's sort of abandoned mm-hmm. the crew? So that's her 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 uh her argument. But yeah. true, Janeway rarely sticks up for seven like that. So yeah. that was nice to see. Now we jump to Cargo um, Bay. Right? Cargo Bay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at the debris again. Yep. Chicote and Janeway are still discussing mm-hmm. the seven issue. What no, what not happened? flirting? Yeah. I don't know why they're not flirting. No flirtation whatsoever. This whole episode, I was like, "Where's the JC Shipper?" Actually, action? she does flirt later when the plan. Um, she puts her hand on on Chicote's shoulder. Yes, she does. Like, she's like, "He's now going to be on command here," and she, she didn't have to touch him like that, but she did. So that was well. The Janeway only touches JC. everybody. I mean, it's funny watching this episode. You feel Rebecca that way? At one point, Rebecca uh. said, "She goes, Rebecca goes. You know how uh, 
our dog Walter. She goes, Walter has to lick everything. <laughs> Janeway has to touch everything everybody that she's she comes near. in contact, just with. like Walter. Okay, and I was like, you're right. She does. Janeway's constantly like putting a hand on someone's back or shoulder, or okay. touching their face. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so they are discussing the seven issue and, mm-hmm. and Janeway's just sort of perplexed, but she's sort of, um, you know, she's just trying to figure out what went, what went down. Why and did Neelix, she join the collective? Yeah. yeah. Chicote says, well, yeah. she said to you yeah. two years ago that right. she said, quote, I will betray you. Right. And Janeway says, no, she doesn't no. want to believe that. No. And uh, she said Seven told her that uh, she came to see Voyager as her own collective. So right. that's not it. Neelix uh, interrupts at this point. Neelix yeah, he wants to vaporize says, the yeah. trash. We've taken all the good stuff. Yeah. Can I vaporize everything? One thing left. Should I deactivate Seven's alcove? And yeah. Janeway says, leave it alone. So leave clearly alone. Her, her plan, her designs are. She's not giving up. She's not giving up. She is not giving up. We jump to the captain's ready room. Tuvok interrupts Janeway, saying that there is a member of the crew that insisted on speaking with the captain. By the and, way, you know. By the way, when Tuvok interrupts her, she we see that she's having the computer analyze some time index energy readings. Yes. And and I was like, what is what? What what's a time index energy reading? There was mm-hmm. a subspace energy at this time moment. Right. It was correct. Anyway, so she correct. says, computer analyze all this, and then Tuvok comes Tuvok, in. Tuvok and, comes in and Naomi and interrupts. Yeah. Yep. And and you know, Jamie tries to brush it off saying Chicote can handle this. And then she sees little Naomi peek her head around Pop, the corner. Yeah, she yeah. pops out behind, pops behind Tuvok. Tuvok and she goes, Okay, granted. And it's a very cute scene because she has come in with her little pad, with her little plan, how her to rescue save, plan. Yeah. yeah, how to rescue seven. And then Janeway then goes back to after listening to the plan, she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, it's more complicated, but than that." But thank you for your effort. Thank you, and, crewman. She yeah, says, "Thank you, crewman." <laughs> and then Janeway looks at her little readout on her display and says, "Like, look at this. Take a look at these little you know readings here." And they realize that these are communications from. The, board the energy, the seven. energy signals yes. were calm signals, calm signals from the board. By the yeah. way, she does give Naomi some advice. I want to, I want to yeah, read what she said. So Janeway says to Naomi, thank you, crewman. And then they, Naomi says, you're not going to give up, are you? And she leans down. It's the cutest moment. She leans down, uh, you know, uh, squats down next to eye to eye with Naomi. And she says, there's three things that I've learned to remember as captain Naomi. Keep your shirt tucked in, go down with the ship. And never abandon a crew member. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was very sweet. Keep oh, your yeah. shirt tucked in. Keep your shirt First of all, we in. have jumpsuits. We don't have shirts. So we don't. There's nothing to tuck <laughs> in. But okay, okay. But it was a cute little saying. Oh, and during um, the '90s, when we were filming, every time I wore a suit jacket and whatever, my shirt was always untucked. Just yes, so that know. was the style. That was the look then. in the '90s. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anyway, that she does get the. The analysis that this is Borg comm signals coming mm-hmm. from the Borg to Cargo Bay 2. To, mm-hmm. So the Borg were communicating. That, that much we know. So now we yep. cut out to Borg City again. We're out to space yep. and we see cool Borg City. Right. Um, and then we get a POV of yeah. like this, this focus shift of a, of a Borg looking straight at the lens. Yes. And it's Keith. It's Keith again. It's Keith so, again. Yes. Yeah. Our stand-in and background artist, Keith. Keith has just placed a new piece of Borg tech on Seven. He's backing away from her. Mm-hmm. They've enhanced her optical yeah. implants. It's a neural processing adjunct designed 
to increase synaptic efficiency. Seven wants no part of it. <laughs> Seven's like, take this thing off of me. And the queen, you know, wants seven to uh, stay at stay here as we're an not individual. Turn, we're not going to yeah, turn you into full board. Turn you into a drone. Don't worry. Yeah, because uh, we wanna, they want they want to see her humanity. She says. Yes. Yes, they want to use seven, use her eyes as a as a human being, her uniqueness as an individual to give them that human perspective, which will then help them successfully assimilate humanity. Mm-hmm. In in the prior two tries that they've they've you know tried to assimilate humans, it's failed. And so mm-hmm. they feel that this is their kind of like their Trojan horse in a way, you know, we're yep. going to be able to get in uh, to and, mm-hmm. and know how the humans are thinking. Mm-hmm. And seven says she will resist. And She'll the queens, resist. and this yeah. is interesting. The queen says very silently, I know I she know. didn't say we know, which is what she should have oh, said. Oh, interesting. She says, I know. So now the queen is kind of, the queen is really changing her dialogue and her vocabulary i didn't catch that yeah so my feeling was she says i know to make seven feel more comfortable like look i'm gonna speak individual uh, yeah i'm gonna speak to you as if using the same type of dialogue you would yeah we're both (laughs) i'm an individual too i know you and i are the same seven so i thought wow that's kind of interesting that that the way that uh, and maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but I, no, I, I like that, it. I think it's great. I, I feel Brogan Minoski sat there and thought, okay, if we oh, throw, I, bet they did. I know they, it. Yeah. Those kind of details are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she says that there's a shake on the board ship and yep. we realize they're disengaging from the board complex. Right. They're, they're taking headed off. off to assimilate an entire planet. <laughs> Species 10026. Uh-huh. 392,000 life forms. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the queen says, I sense your compassion. That's a human impulse. <laughs> and that's kind of how we end the scene is yeah. seven is freaked out. Oh my yeah. God, 400,000 like, people are going to be assimilated. <laughs> yeah. And this sounds horrible. Yeah. We, we uh, go into a flashback off of those feelings. Yes. And uh, we're back on the USS Raven. They are uh, examining a, a new drone that they've uh, beamed over from the cube. Yeah. Because what um, we learn is that the cube linked up with another Borg vessel and took on 50,000 new drones. So now, you know, they've already got names like Junior, Needlefingers. Now they have to come up with 50,000 new names, <laughs> to, a a, names. to sort of tag these new drones. Yes. Um, and it's it's interesting because this drone that they're inspecting is inside the Raven. So you're thinking, what is happening? But this drone was beamed over mid-regeneration cycle. So it's completely unconscious. It's in generation status yes. uh and they realize that this is from Unima- unimatrix zero one which means this drone was very close to the queen this was mm-hmm. a drone that was probably one of the queen's you know bodyguards or you know, yep. private drones yep. i suppose annika is watching mm-hmm. all of this and uh while she watches they decide to put a tracking device onto this drone mm-hmm. so that if ever, if it ever returns to Unimatrix zero, uh, Unimatrix one, that they can uh, maybe get an opportunity to study the queen. Correct. Which would be a huge, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable success um, for their, their uh, scientific mission. Yes. And uh, then all of a sudden there's an alarm, yeah. which alerts them that this regeneration cycle is almost over. Mm-hmm. And so quickly they've got a, beam it back over to the cube. Yeah. And I love where Annika says as they, be, as they beam it back, she's like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> very, yeah. She's so used to this. It's just become yeah. part of her daily bye. routine. Bye, droney. So the drone mm-hmm. goes back. 
Now uh-huh. we're in Janeway's quarters is what I wrote down. It, mm-hmm. it is her quarters. I'm pretty sure. And Janeway is now piecing together what happened to seven um, while talking to Chicote. And mm-hmm. she's basically thinking, okay, all right. I think she was coerced, you know, because she said this and this happened. Mm-hmm. And so she's, you know, she's, she's uh, getting to the bottom of the mystery. We jump to the bridge and mm-hmm. Janeway is now making the announcement that we are going on a long range tactical rescue. The Delta flyer, the Delta flyer, your shuttle, Robbie will yes. be equipped with trans warp coil. So the trans warp coil yes. will be will be equipped on the Delta Flyer. Yeah. Multi-adaptive shielding will also be in place. And the away mission will include Paris, Tuvok, Doctor, and Janeway. Yeah. Chakotay is going to be left on uh, in command on the bridge. That is when Janeway kind of touches him on his shoulder a little bit too long. So there's the JC moment there. Yes. We thank do have God. A little there's bit. a there's moment a, of JC. A little bit. Yeah, we've, we've been missing it, but now we yeah. see a little bit. A little yes. bit. Uh, we're now in the yeah. Delta Flyer interior. Yeah. And uh, we are engaging in transwarp. And my one note about this is, <laughs> this scene is that the doctor continues to give Tom Paris crap. <laughs> he <does>. Yet again. <laughs> well, he's very sensitive. The doctor gets has motion sickness. He says something like, I'm going to okay. have to adjust no. my no, something that's parameters. Baloney. He's a computer program. He is not going to have a motion. I don't buy that. I, I fall mo- bull crap. Uh-uh. He's got motion sickness. And uh, steady Tuvok- as she goes. I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and Tuvok finds the Borg warp signature. And he kind of guns it after after the doctor's already said he's got motion sickness. And the doctor says, Mr. Paris, I believe the captain's orders were steady as she goes. She goes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. He has Very it. Funny. I, like, you. I, I love it. I think I, it's, funny. it's it's cute. But at the same time, it's like, come on. This is the guy that has he has actually volunteered his time to be your medic. Like, you know, be nice to the person that's in your own department. He's learning. The doctor is learning all <laughs> of these human Fine. details. All right. Uh, we, we're back on the Borg cube now. The queen yep. is asking Seven for her thoughts on attacking the species, this 400,000 people that, that um, they're going to assimilate. And Seven has a solution mm-hmm. for this. And mm-hmm. then the queen says, oh, I had the same exact thought. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a test of loyalty in this moment. Like that was, yeah. Like, is she gonna is she gonna choose to help me or is she gonna not? Yeah. And I hope I think this whole thing to assimilate this species was a, a, was test. a test. And yeah. it was just and also it's a tactic by the Borg Queen to attempt to bring seven back into the fold. And yes, exactly. when, you know, she orders seven to monitor the bio extraction process of all the uh, captured uh, aliens in the primary assimilation chamber. And then there is a very interesting line from the queen. And she Mm -hmm. says, maybe I've been pushing you too quickly, which is exactly what Janeway was saying to seven earlier about going on the mission. Um, And and the last thing that the queen says to, uh, to seven is, be efficient. <laughs> I love that's that. Right, Be efficient. Right. And uh, right. she leaves. And now we're in the corridor and you see Seven walking along and you can mm-hmm. hear people are yelling and screaming and, and just, you know, you can hear the aliens that are, been, are being assimilated. Yes. Um, and Seven kind of, you know, she falls to the ground and she gets a cut on her head. Two drones quickly come up to her and grab her and she's thinking she's getting assimilated, but instead they repair the cut on her head. So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but Seven then comes across a room where some aliens are being processed, about to be processed. Processed, and her heart 
takes over her human yes. heart takes over and she disables the drone in the room and she she quickly says okay um this is what i'm going to do i know there's a vessel one of your vessels close one by your shuttles yes, yes you can use it to get away you know use this Here's frequency the coordinates. Yeah, yeah exactly yep. but my note here is that you know you have you have certain amount of money to hire actors and if you can't have actors you got to have background actors these are background actors and they really look very much uninvested in this scene of being <laughs> being yeah, assimilated they're completely like they're like huh they're like no huh? numb yeah. completely numb and i just i, well, I also thought I, it, like it she's speaking up. seven's talking to them in english yes and they are some alien species that we yes. just met and do the borg have a universal translator on them like clearly how they, clearly how they, they do how are they talking <laughs> they uh, do how do they understand yeah. this but yeah she have. uh she gets them into their shuttle uh back in yeah. the queen's chamber seven re-enters the queen's chamber and the queen at this point seems pleased feels like this uh, assimilation has gone well it's complete yep. and seven's upset she says you know three hundred thousand individuals if those individuals who were just destroyed should they be congratulated as well mm-hmm. should they be as pleased as you are basically and yeah and the queen's like yes they should be indeed right um and the queen says i've delivered chaos into order well the queen says i've we've missed something like that she says i've missed yes. something and that's when on the view screen it pops up you see the alien vessel the shuttle taking a, yeah just They're traveling trying away escape. trying to escape yeah and, and she, she says what seven. should i do yeah what and should seven, i do seven seven says i just think it's a waste them. of energy at this point to even do anything just let them go mm-hmm. and then and the queen's like queen says you're a difficult eh, we're thinking differently now yes. yeah we can't <laughs> if we let these people go then this this uh, species will continue to to resist us and so i'm gonna just bring them back in the tractor beams thrown on there and then interesting very interesting seven's like please she says, please, let them go. Let them go, please. please. And the queen like does. A very human <laughs> word, right? Yeah, yes, please. yes. And the queen does. And and I, you know, my what I wrote down is this is a chess game between the Borg Queen and Seven. And she's thinking, yeah. hmm, if I let her think that I'm letting them go because I have a little bit of empathy, maybe I can bring her back into the fold easier. So uh, mm-hmm. she does. She lets them go. And they, mm-hmm. they take off. So those four aliens are still alive. That's yep. good. Uh, we go to another flashback on the Raven at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a subspace particle storm that That's has right. knocked out their multi-adaptive shielding. And so for seconds, exposed. 13 for seconds, 13.2 yeah. seconds. That was, enough. that was enough. The yeah. board detected them and perceived them as a threat. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying desperately to get away from this board cube, yeah. but it's in pursuit. Um, Annika's trying to sleep. Um, she's scared in her bedroom and you can hear the parents arguing in the other room, which yeah. is like a classic moment of a childhood experience when your kid's <laughs> scared in their room and hearing the parents argue in the other room. Yeah. I like that moment. It was a very human moment. Yeah. Because um, we've all, we've all had that moment ourselves. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's experienced <laughs> that. Um, Magnus comes in to comfort Annika. Yeah. And she says, Papa, will it hurt, it hurt to be to a be drone? drone? Oh, <laughs> heartbreaking. I feel like Robbie that you and I can come up with the lyrics to like a country song. Papa, will it hurt to be a drone? Like some type <laughs> of like good. country yeah. song, right? Yeah. yeah nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice country, sad country, drinking <laughs> sad song. country song about yeah, drinking song about being a drone. <laughs> That's right. All right. We go to the Delta flyer next. The doctor suggests an alteration to uh, seven's translink comp signature. 
and they can basically contact her. I wrote yeah, down he's... if they can alter her translink com signature, they can send her a DM. <laughs> it's like a DM. They're DMing okay, fine. her. Well, he's he's basically isolated the frequency of her interplexing beacon, and that's how we can get the message. But it can that's only how be we sent. Can DM her. That's how we can DM her. But we can only be sent when we're close to her. And yes. then Janeway's a little worried, like, well, won't all of them hear uh, hear that as well? And she and the doctor says, no, no, no. They each have their own specific address, their own IP address, basically. Exactly. So we can we can DM them. Yes. Um, but at the beginning of the scene, Janeway is still studying the Hansen logs uh, when the doctor interrupts with his news. And she says now, something about them. Like she goes, you know, yes, they were crazy, but they were really awesome explorers. Yeah, like she, she does. She has a moment yeah. where she really she praises them. Feel that praise. Yes. And that awe of like they were they were real, um, yeah. you know, um, breaking new ground and mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. first timers there. Great explorers. Yeah. Uh, Tom picks up a signal at this point. Yep. He reports that he's found the sphere. He's it's 200 it. light years from their position. Yeah. Janeway says, let's head that way. Um, tells Tuvok, you know, uh, get the multi-adaptive shielding online. Yep. So they have no clue at, at this point. They don't know we're here yet. So mm-hmm. we have tracked them. Drop. We drop out of Transwarp and uh, we find ourselves in... The Borg the complex, complex. Yes. The, the, the Borg city, the, the ISS, the Borg yes. ISS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuvok scans and he says there's trillions of Borg life forms. And I stopped. I was like, was that was that what he said? He said trillions, he said, not trillions. Trillion. No, he said trillions, trillions of, of life forms. Oh, my that's God. insane. Are they crazy? <sighs> there's trillions of Borg and there's four of them. <laughs> There's three plus a hologram. Like, See, come on. This is the one time I'm happy Harry's left on the ship. I'm like, that's yeah, this fine. Is a, this is not a <laughs> You guys move. can go in the beehive. Have fun. <laughs> um, Paris says a cube is coming right at them, but then it passes harmlessly right by them. Yeah. yeah. They can't and so us. there's this, there's a signal, a sign that their multi-adaptive cloaking is working. Mm-hmm. And so Janeway says, okay, let's head right to the Unicomplex. And Tuvok scanning for seven. We go inside the queen's chamber. Yeah. And the queen wants seven to help program some new nanoprobes, some new yeah. technology. Since yep. she's since she's been gone, they've got new assimilation methods that right. they've developed. For, for highly resistant highly species. Highly resistant species. Like humans. Yes. Mm. And basically, it's an assimilation virus. It's it's a they detonate a big charge, a biogenic charge in right. Earth's atmosphere. Correct. And they program these nanoprobes that will slowly start to assimilate people. Right. And they won't even, by the time they notice it, half of the humans will already be assimilated. So did you, easy. while you were watching this, were you thinking, oh my God, is COVID-19 a Borg virus? Exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I mean, it's like, oh my goodness. Uh, but yes, but this is something that Seven says, but this will take years. And then the, the poor queen's like, we've waited this long, so it doesn't yep. really matter. We can wait around until the entire assimilation happens. Yep. Um, so, and then she says to Seven, you sound like a mindless automaton, which is what you said back in the mess hall. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Like, well, you called her the mindless automaton. So a lot of these... everybody's calling her the same yeah, thing. Yeah, both sides. Called the same she's getting thing. it from every side. Yeah, yeah. But now we see uh, oh, seven sort of flips out of like, you killed my parents. And, and, and that's when uh, <laughs> the queen says, 
No, we didn't. We just made them perfect. In fact, look over here behind door number one, and there's your dad. So he mm-hmm. is there. Magnus as a drone is right there. And Seven's like, Papa? And, she goes, uh, Papa? I yeah. know, it was very sweet. <laughs> yeah, very sweet. And, and then suddenly there's a, and then, and Seven suddenly goes, you hear uh, you hear a little noise, like a fritzy thing. And yeah. then Seven goes, Captain? Yeah. Because <laughs> the queen's like, what did you say? What'd you say? <laughs> and then I love it. The queen. So the queen doesn't know what's going on until she touches Seven's face. And then she goes, Janeway. Like Janeway. That's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's how she can. That's her. That's her secret superpower. And if she touches you, yeah. then she knows what you're thinking. Evidently. Maybe that's why Janeway touches everybody. Yes. Read your mind. That's why Kate was touching everybody. There you go. The there you go. Okay. All right. We the cut Delta back to flyer. the flyer. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and we're, detect- comms- we're detected. We are detected. Yeah, we are detected, but Tuvok has found the location at this point. Right. And but, but, they had but their- you guys remodulate shields. So then we evade yep. again is what mm-hmm. happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to the queen's chamber. Mm-hmm. Still and- searching. So searching yep. for the shuttle. And it's just sort of back and forth between uh, the Borg vessel interior and, and the flyer, the flyer. Yep. back and forth, this game of chess, you know, find you, remodulate the shields, evade you, find you again. Uh, and then finally, Janeway and Tuvok beam on board of the Borg vessel. Yeah. And uh, inside the Delta flyer, now three Borg vessels are converging on the shuttle. Paris remodulates the shields again and now the queen says well i guess we we need to try another strategy and that other strategy is those three vessels just start firing randomly and indiscriminately because they're they're firing blind he said just keep firing yeah we'll hit something maybe um and Mm -hmm. paris is like they're firing blindly janeway and uh janeway's on the on the board ship there she's stuck in a hallway though because there's a force field field. yeah so she decides to wake up a drone Yep. And then send him through the force field and she yep. scans his she scans force field the frequency, <laughs> frequency, copies it. Very and then smart. she can get through. Yeah, it yes. was a good move. It was an yes. Ocean's Eleven move. It was. It was. Um, and she's through, but then her bio dampener, it goes offline. Right. And, and she's separated through. from Tuvok at this point. And she's right? separated from yeah. Tuvok. So she makes her way over to, you know, where we see her next, which is with the queen and the queen yep. and seven. Are, are kind of going at it. And Seven tries to strike the queen and the queen catches her hand. And that's exactly when Janeway arrives. Um, and Janeway, you know, tries to beam out, but, uh, you know, it doesn't work because a dispersal field is set up uh, by the mm-hmm. queen. Uh, Janeway tells Seven to shut down the dispersal field. Seven does use her little, you know, her probes into, and she probes into a, a display console and she does shut it down. Mm-hmm. But then the queen quickly, quickly adapts and raises the shield again. Seven quickly then tells Janeway, Target the power node directly above the outcode. Directly dis- above yeah. the queen. This exactly. will disrupt the queen's command interface. And after it happens, Seven looks at the queen and says, "Like you know, what does she say? She says, How that does she, she says something. She looks yeah, at her like, like, she's like, we are one. Like I know exactly yeah, what you know. One, yeah, our Seven thoughts are says. one." With a and, like a yeah. smile on her face. Oh, uh, which just it was a and dig. J- it really was. It was like yeah. just because I know what you're thinking, I'm gonna get out of this. Bam. And so they and beam she tells out. her what to do. Yeah, Janeway wastes no time. She uh, destroys the note yeah. with a blast from her rifle. And then she and yeah. uh seven disappear in a transporter beam, mm-hmm. and the queen is furious. She's so we mad. have a we have a space shot, the border following, yeah, in the three shuttle. Borg vessels. 
Yeah. Um, the shuttle, the doctor says, welcome back seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some shaking. Tom takes them to transwarp. The yeah. board vessel follows. Only one, not all three. One yeah, yeah. follows. Just one of the board vessels right. follows. They've got two minutes till they're going to be safe. Well, they're being fired upon too. Okay, yes. so um, the they're Delta hit. flyer. Yeah. Yep. They're losing. Del- they're losing their shields and everything. And Janeway says, "Reroute power from life support. I'd rather not breathe and and, and still be alive." Oh, that's Basically, right. that's yes. Right. And, and the doctor's like, "Captain." Um, so that's what happens. And now they, when they come out of it. We had a Voyager classic moment them. with Tom going, we'll be uh, exiting the transport field in five, hey, four, three, three. and yeah. it's shaking and there's close-ups yeah. all around two. We coming out, Chakotay orders photon torpedoes to be fired at the conduit to destabilize the, perimeter, the conduit. Yeah, he says the perimeter. Fire the perimeter and it right. will collapse. Right. And it does. So it does collapse. It does. Yeah. But then all of a sudden Torres is like, wait a minute. I'm detecting Borg signatures lots coming of from Borg. lots Sign- of Borg signatures coming from the conduit. And then of course we see it's basically just debris. So she's detecting a lot of Borg, but they're all, you know, in pieces. So yeah. it, it's no threat to Voyager. Uh, the transwarp conduit, the transwarp, excuse me, the transwarp coil in a captain's log, we realize, uh, give us another 20,000 light years towards home, 15 sure. Fif- years closer 15 to years home. Closer, yes, before but then it gave the con- out. transwarp conduit gave out. Yep. And now we go to Cargo Bay to the mm. uh, regeneration po- bay with Seven and Janeway's there, and uh, she tells Seven like, "What are you doing? Uh, yeah. You you should be regenerating. You were supposed to rest." Like, she's like, "I'm working. I still have order. work to do. I got work." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she orders her. She says, "I'm ordering you," and she's like, "But yeah. I'm still have to. I order you." And she's I like, order I you, and she goes to sleep. Yeah. And the captain says, sweet dreams. Sweet seven. dreams. Look He's at very that. Sweet. A little nice little message very from the sweet. captain to seven. We like it. I can't believe we covered that whole two-parter. It's Dude, a movie. It's huge. That was insanity. Okay. What's your theme for this uh, entire two-parter here? My theme is, I wrote down, you can't live in the past. Oh. Okay. And for me, that covers everything. That's like... Seven's no longer who she used to be. She is now part of the Voyager family. She can't mm-hmm. live like a boar. She's not, she's got to let that go. Just like mm-hmm. she's got to let go of her childhood. You can't, you can't go back. You can't live in the past. The Borg queen needs to let seven go. She can't live in the past. Seven is not a Borg anymore. Yeah. Like we have to let go of the past and move on. And um, that's the theme I got from it. What about you? Well, you know, because Voyager is now seven's collective, and, you know, there's a lot of like questioning and people were not sure about Seven's allegiance, you know, like yeah. whether or not she's going to go back. And this to me just it brings out the lesson of of the error that the U.S. government made with the Japanese Americans during World mm-hmm. War Two. Executive Order 90066 signed by President Roosevelt said all Japanese Americans living on the West Coast must be relocated to these relocation centers Mm -hmm. and they were horrible because of the fear of that every single japanese american would assume that japan was their loyalty and it's not once you've made your collect once you're from a different place and you you come to a new place and that becomes your collective that is your collective so that is the lesson to governments everywhere if you have somebody who is now you know has you know they've chosen to become citizens of your country that is your new collective so really overall my lesson is just you know keep your emotions in check don't don't make rash decisions uh, based on like it bad information I like it. Good. Okay. I have our 
Admiral and Captain average well, ratings okay. here. What is your rating before we go on and read theirs? My rating. Now, this was an epic episode. It was. But, but <laughs> it lacked the one thing that I always uh, put as a priority, and that's wow. the entire crew's involvement. You know, here we had a two hour movie, yes. and we hardly saw Neelix, we hardly saw Balana. <clears throat> Tuvok had a few lines here and there. You didn't have much. I didn't have much like they're just it it didn't feel to me like it involved the the whole show in the way that gets a, a high mark for me. So I'm oh. gonna give this I'm gonna give this a seven. Wow. I'm gonna okay. give this a seven. I felt that mostly everyone was used at some point or another. Mm, and nah. I just I okay, I just like I like how how feature filmy this was how much mm -hmm. uh, it just it, it was the, the pacing how quick it was a lot of action a lot of movement so i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it an 8.2 i'm gonna go Ooh, higher yeah whoa, i am whoa. i am just because i, I really 8.2 and a yeah, seven yeah. let's see what our let's see We're what our admirals and captains say the average of all of the ratings from all of our admirals and captains that participated mm. their number is 8.1. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Look at 8. that. 8.1. Yeah, I was. Oh, um, my goodness. You, you were, were close you on were, the last one, but this one I got pretty close to. Yeah, so, you were yeah. very close. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Go. There All we right. go. Dark Frontier. There you have it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Join us next week when Robbie and I recap, discuss the episode, The Disease. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.